A lot of people look at Asian culture and admire how we value the older generation. In fact, there have been many times when I meet older folks who are not Asian, and they'll say, you guys got it right, almost as if they wish they were Asian because they want to be in a culture that honors and respects the old. This has made me wonder, how exactly does Asian culture teach others to value the elderly? Today, we're going to peck off a piece of this big question with my guest and friend, Cecile Valoye. Let's get to it. Hi, I'm Isabel Tom, and this is the Value of Wrinkles podcast. Whatever age you're at or consider yourself to be, maybe that's young, youngish, midlife, older, or maybe you just call yourself old. There's value that you bring to this world. Let's explore how to love the older generation and ourselves more. Thanks for joining me today for episode 15 of the Value of Wrinkles podcast. I hope that as you listen to each episode, or maybe this is your first episode, I hope that you find yourself realizing that every single person has a story, a lesson to share, and an experience that is worth being featured on the Value of Wrinkles podcast. Yeah, you came just to listen today, which is totally fine. But if there is someone older in your life that you think needs a little encouragement or you see seems to have lost some hope in life because of their old age, I want you to email me, DM, direct message me so that we can use this podcast as a way to lift someone up and remind them that their age is actually a sign of their strength and something worth celebrating. My email address real quick is thevalueofwrinkles at gmail.com, thevalueofwrinkles at gmail.com. Now, on to today's episode. When today's guest, Cecile, sent me her story, I heard more than a three-minute audio clip. I heard new discoveries she's made even at age 60. I heard memories that were so powerful that they were vividly recounted decades later. I heard gratitude. I heard history. And then I heard a bit of my story in it too. So Cecile Valoye is a 60-year-old Filipino author, writer, former teacher, caregiver, gardener. Um, I don't think there's anything that she hasn't done. Really though, I met Cecile through writing. And there are two big reasons why I am just a fan of hers. First, she cares for her 93-year-old dad. And that, to me, tells me that she is one of those compassionate and caring champs out there who does a whole lot of loving, serving, listening, caring, a lot of hard work each and every day. She does some heavy lifting, and I admire that. Because caring for an older person is not always easy. It is really hard. And there's a lot of what um, caregivers do is most of it is unseen. So the other reason I'm a fan of hers is because she's an Asian American female author that is older. That's really big for me. And maybe something that, you know, many people wouldn't think of. But I remember going to pitch my book proposal, my book idea at a writer's conference. 
and going into the hotel, like literally going into the doors only to realize that I was probably the only Asian American writer at the conference. And this was out of hundreds of people. I felt out of place and I wondered, should I be here? (laughs) Do I belong here? I'm grateful that after publishing my book, I have connected with many Asian American authors online. Thank you, social media. Thank you, Instagram. Thank you, hashtags. (laughs) But Cecile is so special because I have not really made friends with an older Asian American author. So she is kind of like a mentor to me. And she doesn't know that she's a mentor, but I really admire her for that. And that's so encouraging because sometimes I feel like I have to pave the way as an Asian American writer creative. So if you have been listening to this podcast for a while, or if you know me, then you know that I kind of get off onto various tangents and I just love to tell random stories, seemingly random stories. But I will get back to that question that I asked initially, which is how is it that the Asian culture seems to be able to pass on the value of the older generation? How do Asians do it? Well, I think they intentionally teach it. So let me introduce you now to Cecile Voloyer so you can meet a new friend and hear her story. My name is Cecile Voloyer. I am 60 years old. I recently retired after 31 years of teaching to take care of my 94-year-old dad. I love spending time with my family and friends, flower arranging, traveling, photography, baking, and finally, gardening. I've never considered myself possessing a green thumb. That was always my husband's gift, and ever since we've been married, it was always our understanding that I chose the plants and flowers, and he plants them. So it was incongruous when, as a teacher, I applied and was awarded grant money for a school garden. As a result of that school garden and the pandemic last year, I discovered that I wasn't that bad at all with gardening. How did I come to respect my older adults and the elderly? Well, growing up, my parents have always raised us to respect and honor our elderly. We had a tradition in the Philippines that the moment we first see our grandparents or older adults, we, they would extend a hand out to us and we would mano or put their hand on our foreheads and slightly bow our heads as a sign of respect. At the time of my grandparents, having a higher elementary education was sufficient. My grandpa, or tatay as we called him, worked his way from being a laborer for a wealthy landowner to being his manager or capataz. He was a brilliant Spanish-Filipino man who loved poems and reading. I used to marvel when he recites the epic poem of Hiawatha by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow to us. My grandma was an astute businesswoman. She helped put food on the table for my grandpa and their 10 children by selling rice to her long list of customers. My nonprofit organization is called Flowers for Elders. We repurpose flowers donated from weddings, memorial services, or any event and deliver the flower arrangements to patients in convalescent hospitals. This organization started right after my daughter's wedding. 
we had leftover flowers and so I arranged them and delivered them to a convalescent hospital nearby. My heart was touched and tears flowed from my eyes when I saw the reactions of those whom I gave the arrangements to. On my way home, I saw in my mind's eye the words, flowers for elders. I knew that this was God's tag on my heart to start the organization. I love this, and I just had tons of aha moments. That short reflection was extremely insightful to me as a mom who wants to pass down to my kids that value of respecting the old. I don't want my kids to think that being Asian is simply having black hair and eating the most delicious foods. Because sometimes it can be hard when you're raising kids who are born in America. (laughs) I want my kids to carry that part of Asian culture. I want them to keep that part that respects their elders and eventually me. (laughs) Cecile really just shined a light and showed me that there is hope. Because cultural values like respecting the elderly are passed down in the mundane and simple moments. What that means is that we can all encourage those younger than us, whether they're Asian or not, to value the elderly. We don't have to give lectures. We don't need to put up signs or protest about it. All we have to do is regularly model it. That's what Cecile's parents and family did. They modeled respect every time they interacted with her grandparents. Here's the second thing that stuck out to me. I have friends who are Filipino and I have been to their family gatherings and I have seen them greet their grandparents and elders in that same way where they would extend their hand out and bow out of respect. But I never got an education about it. I just watched and appreciated that. But I had no idea what was really, really going on. So thank you, Cecile, for giving me an education about this Filipino tradition. That was huge for me. And then finally, did you realize that Cecile is 60 and she still has fond memories of her grandparents? If you know a grandparent who feels old and useless, then I want you to share this part of the episode with them. Like fast forward, skip all the other talking, come to this part. Cecile's grandparents were not famous. They were not super educated, but the impact they made in Cecile's life, she still remembers them. She is 60 and she can still recall fond memories of them decades later. Those memories are intact and they are powerful. And all of that to say, if you're older, your presence matters. What you do is remembered. And you don't have to write books or give speeches to millions or even take your grandkids to Disney World to leave a powerful legacy. You can sell rice or recite poems or simply extend out a hand. You can simply show out show up and be present for your circle, for your family. Why not do that to the people who are around you, to the younger people around you? Now, if you have enjoyed today's episode and enjoyed learning about Cecile a little bit more, then you'll have to go to isabeltom.com slash listen so you can match a name to a face. Cecile's picture is there. Um, You'll have to click on episode 15 once you get to isabeltom.com slash listen. But Cecile also sent me a picture of her grandparents that she spoke so fondly about. So make sure you check that picture out. 
Finally, finally, I want to share with you a book that Cecile recently wrote. She is an author, like I mentioned, and the book that she wrote came out about the same time as The Valley of Wrinkles. So our books are kind of like cousins or siblings, I don't know. But the title of her book is called Slaying Your Fear Giants, Moving from a Jungle of Terror to a Garden of Peace. And honestly, this has been a time where I know I'm not the only one who has experienced quite a bit of anxiety. So I read her book and I really appreciated it. It's faith-based, practical, easy to read, and um, easy to read even when you're overwhelmed. (laughs) So I have posted a link to her book and I've posted links on where you can find her so you can connect with her. Um, and again, that's at isabeltom.com slash lesson. So get a copy of Slaying Your Fear Giants to support Cecile. That's it for episode 15. If you enjoyed today's podcast, would you write an honest review of the podcast? That would mean so much to me. Finally, who is the older person in your life that needs a little encouragement? Maybe they look a little defeated. Who could use a reminder that they matter? I created this podcast because I realized that every older person has a Costco-sized story. Yet so many older adults think that their story or even their thoughts are not even worth sharing. So I want to challenge you to tell the older person that you know that you would like to submit a short audio clip to be featured in a future episode of the Value of Wrinkles podcast. Then I want you to watch what is their reaction and what can you learn about them from it? Here's a question that you can pose that might help you in submitting an audio clip. I'd love to hear about it. So here's the question. What was your favorite season growing up? Record it on a smartphone and send it to me at thevalueofwrinkles at gmail.com. That simple exercise, I guarantee, will strengthen your relationship and, and help you learn a little bit more about your loved one or your older neighbor or friend. And I think it could get them thinking that maybe their stories are worth sharing. So that's something to chew on and something I'll probably keep bugging you about. See you next time. I cannot wait to connect again in episode 16.